podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scouts and hello to everyone watching on the audio version as well. Uh, you might not be expecting Sonaldo in this video because you're a, a late addition. You love these impromptu streams, don't you Andy? Uh, I love the fact that I can do it with you as I'm Aww. not sure about deadline streams, but yeah, happy <laughs> to be here. Yeah, it's um, a really interesting one. I mean, I was not expecting, I don't think anyone was really expecting this this big announcement that, that's come out. Um, I mean, you know, there's people on wild cards, there's people now thinking about what chips they're going to use, people who have already made transfers and now thinking maybe they've gone too early. It's, it is carnage, um, really. So we're just here to kind of uh, unpack some of the stuff that we know, um, talk about some of the players that we might want to be targeting, think about when we're going to use our chips, um, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, hi to everyone uh, who's watching and and panicking. And we're in the same boat as you, really. Uh, I've gone on to the, uh, the transfer plan, the Fantasy Football Scout transfer plan, and just plugged my team in. I don't know about you, I look in pretty good shape. I don't, <laughs> want, you know, I don't want to say it, but I'm looking all right. Yeah, how, how, are, you, how are you feeling about it all? Um, look, I, I think the first thing we need to get out there is that uh, this has hit us in the last, what, 30 minutes into an hour. So we're still absorbing all the information. I know people are saying, uh, you know, this is the right strategy. This is the right strategy. But I, I don't think anybody actually knows what the perfect strategy is right now. So this is more just a kind of a reaction and and mm -hmm. sort of um, the helping help thinking through for both of us, I guess, as so. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very excited as soon as I saw it. Um, you know, who doesn't love a double game week? Um, you know, I saw the Spurs thing in there. And of course, I thought of my boy, Sonny. Yeah. Uh, and then also... I'll put him on the screen um, for you. <laughs> perfect, perfect. And uh, also, um, uh, you know, the Dennis and... I, I know you didn't go for it, but I have Dennis and King. And as soon as I saw the Watford double, um, I thought to myself, yeah, it was the right move to bring in Dennis. So <laughs> all jokes, Lucky. all jokes. Lucky, lucky, getting the getting more more, more games for um for mm. Dennis to get sent up potentially. Uh, right, let's have a, <laughs> let's have a quick look at the at the ticker. So uh, this is the ticker over on on Fantasy Scout, um, filled by by Gabby Twenty Four onwards. So the teams with a double um, are Crystal Palace, Tottenham, Liverpool, Leeds, Watford, and Arsenal. So it's a real spread of of teams um, going forward. I mean, a team like Leeds have have tough fixtures, you know, United and, and Liverpool, but you know. We might see some more investment in, in players like Rafina. Um, but then you look at, you know, like Arsenal's double game, for example, which is like sandwiched in between blanks. Um, and you've got to think, you know, Brentford and and, uh, and Watford is, is a nice, is a nice, is it Watford or is it, is it Wolves? I can't even read my, the screen. Who? Uh, Arsenal, it's Watford. Right? Arsenal is for the double Brentford and Wolves, both Brentford, at home. Brentford and Wolves at home, yeah. But... The big one. I mean, the one that everyone's going to be sort of the most excited about has got to be that Liverpool double, isn't it? I mean, Norwich and Leeds. I mean, for a team like Liverpool to get a double game week like that, it's it's pretty ridiculous, isn't it? And mm. Salah triple captain, is that just an absolute cert for you? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to sway away from it. Um, I actually uh, like the fact that this double was announced because it's going to sway some managers away from that. Uh, triple captain. I, I see the logic in all the other chips, right? You could you could easily try to bench boost this game week. Um, you could try to free hit and really attack the doubles depending on how many you have. But um, Norwich leads home. Salah triple captain. His EO is going to go from like three hundred, you know, three hundred percent to like maybe two fifty percent. Um, so it's still going to be massively high. Um, so I'm not sure I would, uh, you know, 
sway away from that that plan because previous to this double game week, I'm sure everybody was thinking about you know that triple captaincy on Salah, mm. right? The the only thing is, and, and we kind of talked about this a bit on, on Black Box last night, is that they've got the uh, final, the Carabao Cup final, just a couple of days after mm. um, that that second game. Um, so, are we going to see some rotation there? Mm-hmm. You know, Liverpool have strengthened; they've signed Diaz now. They're going to have like their, their squad all back by that time. Might we see Salah miss maybe one of the games or, or come off the bench? If he doesn't get a holiday after AFCON, for example, and he comes straight back in and, you know, let's say he starts against Leicester, that's a lot of games, a lot, a very quick turnaround, an important final coming up. Mm. You know, that that could be a, a slight issue, but I think, you know, you can overthink it, can't you? I mean, it's Salah with the two best home games you could pretty much have. Yeah, I, I get that logic because after Inter Milan on, I think it's the 17th, um, it's like three three days right after is Norwich and then four days is it's Leeds. So it is a very tight schedule. But for example, I think he gets rested against Leicester and then he he plays all the other games. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember, remember there was a time in December where we thought, um, you know, it was the last group stage game for Liverpool and we for sure thought he would get rested and Klopp just put him in there and, and played him. And, um, you know, one thing that, we don't think about is yeah pe- uh, players need rest but um some players also you know it's meaningless games sometimes are meaningful because you want to get your guys in rhythm you want to get mm-hmm. your starting 11 going and and champions league is everything to liverpool right now so it's going to be you know a lot of action packed uh, uh for the starting 11 in my opinion yeah yeah i mean not even champions league i mean they they, they are still pushing city you know city have dropped points oh, exactly. now against mm-hmm. against southampton so Liverpool have got to keep that pressure on. I'm not expecting there to be, you know, like seven or eight changes before that final, but you might, we might see some some games sort of. Then again, it's the Carabao Cup. Like, th- does Klopp care about that? Like, we've seen him in the past, yeah. Yeah. you know, play play second string teams in that. But then it's the final. You know, we saw, I remember United a few years ago, they played second string, you know, almost every round. Then they got to the final and then they went, oh, no screw you lot we're going to play full full strength <laughs> all, all the all the main guys came in which must be pretty um pretty yeah. uh, depressing for, for them but yeah we, we don't really know what what Klopp's gonna gonna do um let me show you uh my team um, and how I'm kind of set up so this is my team um for the podcast listeners it's De Gea, Ramsdale, uh, Dean, Trent, Cancelo, Johnson, Livermento, Martinelli, Jota, Foden, Fernandes, Bowen, Antonio, King, um, and Ronaldo. So I've got Ramsdale, um, Trent, obviously, Martinelli, Jota. Um, I'll have Salah. I can get Salah in sort of fairly easily. So that's five because I've got Fernandez there um, in King. So I've got six with kind of one transfer. So I'm I'm pretty well set up. And I, I ran this through the um, the planner as well, uh, which is on Fantasy Football Scout, which is, I, I tell you, it's a very good time to, <laughs> to be trying to plan um these things and it, this doubles changed my thinking quite a lot because it, it's basically made me completely set on the on the free hit um in 27 for example because i'm going to have you know my two arsenal players and my three liverpool all missing out and it lets me kind of not have to worry about that because then i get them back in for for good games um going ahead i mean ramsdale for example was actually a goalkeeper i was looking to lose because he has that blank but if I can bring in another keeper instead of him, then I don't have to sell him. Uh, and I can sell De Gea instead, uh, which is completely fine um, going forward. So this is this is me. So 24, I'm not planning on using a transfer at all. 25, I haven't got anything booked in, but I can potentially look at bringing in a Brighton player, maybe, to target the, you know, the, the double in that game. 
And then 26 is going to be Salah coming in um, to give me, uh, you know, the, the number of players that, that I said. So I look at my other players who haven't got a double in 26 and I've got Cancelo against Spurs. I'm happy to play him. Dean against Southampton. Fine with that. Bowen home to Newcastle. It's a good it's a good single game week for West Ham as well. Um, Antonio as well. Like I don't need to be losing these players for double gaming ones because they've got a good game. The question mark is around Ronaldo though because Ronaldo has Leeds which is a decent game on paper but Kane then has the the double game week and okay one of those games is City but the other one's Burnley what do you think about the Ronaldo to Kane switch in in, in 26 is that something that you're, you're considering yeah absolutely I think um it, it makes sense um as long as you don't have other issues to to you know take care of um I, I think Spurs will do well I, I mean people are afraid of Man City but um, and, and they're both away games, so it's it's a little bit worrying. But I, I don't think that Man City game should sway you away from the likes of Sun and and um, Kane, especially Sun, because Sun really enjoys playing against Man City. It's like one of his uh, – it's weird. He likes to play against teams mm. that have a yellow jersey. Um, I know this sounds ridiculous, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, he was Love a Dortmund that. killer. Um, and he also does really, really well against Man City. And, you know, these open games are what um, Sun really thrives in. So I, I wouldn't, you know, be afraid about uh, Man City because they're, they're not a low block team. They're going to attack. They're going to put the, you know, pressure on. And, and you know, Conte's going to uh, thrive in that uh, counterattacking system. And we've seen signs of Kane coming back to life, right? So um, I think the, the Kane to Sun move uh, sorry, um, Ronaldo to Kane move is is a totally viable option in game week 26 and something that I'm considering as well. Yeah. Does City play in yellow? What's that? City don't play in yellow, though. Who? City. You said he, he's no, 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 no. Gets... I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying that you know uh, all players have like a team they like playing oh, against, and, and yeah, <laughs> I, I wish maybe, they played in yellow. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking maybe City had some like new elaborate because they had that like. Um rainbow colored one didn't they i think it was like an, the away kit they had um yeah i can't like, remember but yeah yeah mm. um yeah we need to get city in, in you know yeah i mean what was i think kane is definitely one of those players who has certain teams that he just does i mean look at leicester i mean yeah. he, he had so many shots against leicester for example i think he goes into these some of these matches thinking okay i've got a good record against this side um arsenal as well always get something against them uh too i mean the, the question mark for me is do i bring kane in for another for a hit because it's mm. going to be 26 when I bring in Salah. I'm going to have to... Uh, I'm, I'm I'm slightly off being able to do a straight swap for Fernandes to, to Salah. So I'm going to have to make a downgrade kind of somewhere else. I'm thinking about doing that in goal. Um, so it'll be t- that'll be my two free transfers. And then it's Ronaldo to Kane for a hit. The issue is, is that Ronaldo has Watford in 27, but free hit, right? That's when that's when I've got mm-hmm. a free hit going to be in play. So because you, you were saying just before we came on that, that a lot of people... Are saying that it, it's it's not good news or or it's not good for the free hitters. I mean, See, I was um, I was thinking anyway, but I'm I'm definitely doing it now. Yeah. So I so a lot of this has to do is very team dependent. I mean, we can come up here and and ask and say this and that, but uh, you know, some people are saying uh, game week 27 is not a good time to free hit, but that's dependent on their team, right? Mm. As someone who's loaded up on Arsenal and Liverpool assets at, at this moment in time. Uh, as long as well as Chelsea assets, it's although I, I will get rid of them. Um, it makes sense for me to free hit in 27 
and Walcard out of it in 28. I mean, Walcard 28 was always a, a, a back of my plan. Um, I was speaking to, I think, James Liu on Twitter, who also suggested a possibly a wildcard in 26. There's so many different things you can do uh, at this moment in time. But mm. um, looking at your team, looking at my team, it makes sense to, uh, you know, attack 26 with as many doublers as you can and uh, TC Salah. Uh, free hit in 27 and wild card out of it in 28, but this is early days again. Um, so even the Kane, even the Ronaldo to Kane thing um, is dependent on your team. Maybe you have other double game weakers you want to get in, and um, and so on and so forth. So mm. yeah, I think I think it's nice with 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 Kane and Ronaldo because they both got great games in 27. So mm-hmm. they they both got uh, Kane's got Leeds and and uh, United have got Watford. So you can take that seller money out with a free hit. And, and mm. basically get both of those like fairly easily, I think. Um, you know, and then and then you know you've got Salah coming back in. Uh, you've got West Ham in, in twenty eight and, and get your Liverpool players back. I mean, the free hit just to me just looks absolutely tailor made for that twenty seven. Now it means that you can get in a couple of Arsenal players and not have to worry about that blank. Like you can exactly. get Martinelli, you can keep Ramsdale because I, I was thinking of selling him given that he's got yeah. these two blanks coming up. But now I don't really need to because I know that in one of those blanks I'm going to be free hitting. Um, you know, players like Saka, a lot of people are looking to sell and you can, you can keep or bring in. Yes, let's go. exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, let's, let's take a look at your team and, and how you're kind of set up. Um, so your team, you've got Ramsdale in goal. You've got Alonso, Cancelo, Trent, Saka, you just mentioned, uh, Bowen, Foden, Jota, Gray, Ronaldo, King, De Gea, Dennis, James and Livermento. So you've got Ramsdale, Saka, uh, Trent, Jota, King, Dennis. So you've got the same as me. So you've got six going mm. into, into 26. Um, so there's a lot of uh, great comments uh, in the chat as um, Nuclear Adams mentioned Ed- Edward, and um, that's so true. I mean, I think Crystal Palace play uh, Norwich, Brentford, they have the double, then Burnley, and then Wolves. So it's an yeah. outstanding amount of fixtures starting now. So uh, definitely an option there. Um, I mean, there's a lot of options that that are that are flying around. Um, Niraj also mentions, you know, what about BB if you have it? A lot of people are considering a BB in 26. Um, mm. You know, it is a big double. It, it is certainly a big double, um, uh, something that we will expect in 36, 33, 34. And so you could totally uh, viable. It's a totally viable option to wildcard in 25 and uh, BB in 26 if your team is not set up for a good 26 right now. So um, I think what I want to say is that uh, – the obvious plan um, has sort of kind of been diversified and the field is now open to more uh, opportunities to attack in different ways in terms of appeal points. So very interested to see how the next few game weeks go. Um, and as you mentioned, I do have, I think, five or six double game weekers right now, um, including the likes of the Watford boys, uh, Ramsdale, Saka and Liverpool. And plus Salah is going to come into my team probably game week 25. So um, lots, lots to think about, but I don't think I need to um, do much. But a uh, couple more transfers, and then TC Salah in twenty six, at least for yeah. at least for now. I mean, to me, the 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 free hit isn't viable in in twenty six because you want to be using a chip. You want to be using either the triple captain or or the bench boost. Um, I'd say. So, you know, I think people are going to be tempted by it because it's easy. You can literally just you know not have to worry about it. Get to twenty six, but like oh no, I need to get double gaming players and use it, but. I think the triple captain is such a powerful chip this week with Salah with the games that he's got. And the bench boost is useful if you're going to wildcard and, and use it. So yeah. um, I think I can hear myself, Andy. Yeah, what is... Uh... <laughs> I think I'm coming through your speakers. 
Yeah, that was, uh, sorry. Apologies. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, are you, are you leaning towards a triple captain then or are you thinking maybe the bench boost might be something that you looked into? Uh, I, I think a bench boost is a great idea uh, in 26 if you can get there. Um, but, you know, to get to a bench boost, you have to be in, in a very good position as of this moment, as in you have to have probably six or seven or even up to eight double game rigs right in your team. Possibly some some people have nine. You just never know. Uh, and then you can work your way towards a bench boost. And maybe that's uh, a better option than TC in, in Salah. But there's a lot of, there's two things you have to remember. Um, TC Salah in 26 is, uh, first of all, an obvious option because of their two home fixtures against Norwich and Leeds. And second, his EO is going to be massively high that, that week. So, um, you know, how how brave are you to go against it? And, and um, you know, not TC him is up to you. But um, I guess if you're, bench boosting with maybe 10 or 11 double game weekers that that's totally a viable strategy but for me it's a uh, tc yeah i think so the tc i mean i i don't i don't particularly like either the chill captain or the bench boost <laughs> i think yeah. you know we we talk about them kind of every season i think realistically you're a, a decent triple captain is going to net you what 10 to 15 points you'd probably be relatively happy with that i think salah has the potential in those two games I mean, he could hit. He could get fifteen points in each game. Like, yep, I, I think yep. it's 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 very rare for us to have a triple captain option playing for a top side. I mean, you know, look at the look at the players we've. I triple captain Bamford last season. <laughs> you yeah. know, like that's the kind of levels that sometimes you you end up getting. I mean, people triple captain like Andy Carroll years ago. Yeah. Shane Duffy was a popular like triple captain. You know, the, the you know for the, for something like this to fall into our lap, where the triple captain yep. might actually be worth thirty to forty points. I think is something that you can't really ignore. And I think we're going to have our opportunities to use the bench boost later down the line with more double game weeks coming. So I think, I think it's an easy, I think it's an easy move to, to, to triple captain this week um, in, in 26 yeah. personally. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, in, in the chat as Dan is perfectly right. I mean, the, the fact that uh, both of us have Arsenal and Liverpool is exactly why yeah. uh, a free hit in 27 makes sense uh, versus the reverse where you, if you don't have those players, uh, a free hit in 26 might make sense as well. And, and you can just not have to worry about it in 27 because you don't have those players. And Harry makes the uh, correct point as well. It's TC Salah versus how big is your bench boost actually. So mm. um, definitely some good um, good opinions out uh, out in the chat. But I mean, the, the, the great thing about Arsenal is that they come out of that game with 27 and they go straight into Watford in 28. Yep, yep, yep. So, you know, you can, you can bring in Arsenal players for, for that 26 game um, and then free hit and then, and then, Get, they get them back and they and they go straight into you know arguably the best game that they could possibly have so mm. there's there's a lot to like um about it i mean leeds for example have have, have leicester away um which is which is a good fixture as well so you they got tottenham in 27 so you could bring mm. in rafina for that 26 game free hit the tottenham game then you've got rafina back in for, for leicester uh after that which is nice um looking at so liverpool have got west ham um for example afterwards who haven't been great defensively as well i mean you everyone's going to pretty much have three um you know three uh little players i've just noticed as well that wolves have got a double game week um i didn't actually yeah. didn't actually spot that um too so they've got leicester at home and then arsenal away any players from them that you consider i mean attacking wise they are so poor yeah so poor bottom the, oh, over the last uh, i 100 percent agree with you uh wolves are a good team right they're a great great team this season but I would not go close to their attacking assets. Their attacking stats are uh, are woeful, to say the least. Um, 
However, uh, if there's someone I would go for, uh, and they're defensively uh, very, very solid, is Ait Nori. Um, I mean, at 4.3, uh, and he's pretty locked into that team. I mean, I think Bruno Lage came out and said the only reason he would drop him is due to, I guess, injury or out of form or something like that. So it's his place to lose. And mm. at 4.3, it's an easy, enable, not even enabler, a budget a budget option to have as maybe your fifth option and, and good long-term hold as well. So uh, Ait Nori is the one I would go for. And maybe in a wild card in 28, I, I might consider, um, what's the keeper's name? Saw. Um, yeah. So yeah, another option there, but defense, but not so much the attack. Uh, a couple of super chats. Uh, Darshan Singhvi um, says, "Looking at Mane and Salah, triple captain, double up. I Ooh. mean, that's pre- that's pretty tasty, isn't it? Because I, I mean, everyone's attentions yeah. are probably on like Robertson or Jota, which one to get. But yeah, partnering Salah with Mane is is a hell of a is a hell of an option. Use up a lot of your budget, but yeah, could be gold. I mean, for the people that have got Salah and and De Bruyne, for example, Salah and Fernandez, you know, haven't picked one. That's quite an easy move for them. One of yeah, De Bruyne yeah. or Fernandez over to, to Mane. I quite like that." Yeah, you could do that. Super differential, get a bunch of points. You know, free hit in twenty seven, wild card out of it twenty eight. Yeah, so, exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Two two percent owned, Mane. Wow. Oh. Yeah, I like that. Um, let's skip Bayless. Asks us for a wild card draft. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be too. Um, what's the word? Uh, Humble? No, the opposite of that. Um, not going to big myself too much. If I was going to wildcard, I would wildcard into something that looks a little bit like the squad that I've got. <laughs> I've got at the moment. Um, I mean, you know, I think you want your you want your Ramsdale and you know your Marcelli or your Saka get them in place. Um, I think you you probably lose Antonio for for Eduard, for example, um, who can come in because like you've mentioned, his stats are kind of off the charts at the moment. He's got great games coming up, you know, in Norwich and then a double coming up um, as well. You can keep one of King or Dennis. Keep Ronaldo for the double, and then you can move him over to Kane, sort of fairly easily. You're not going to touch Cancelo, even though he hasn't got the doubles coming up. Dean is going to have a double at some point. We don't know when it's going to be, but you know, there's some rumours that it could be around 27, 28. But most likely 27. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, I mean, if that gets confirmed in 27, maybe you do drop him if you're thinking of free hitting that week, anyway, and then you kind of mm-hmm. load up on that. But I mean, to be honest, the, the team I've got on the screen wildcard wise there isn't really a huge amount of other options that, that i'd be that i'd be considering i mean let's let's think let's talk about some of the teams that have got um they've got a double that maybe a lot of people haven't kind of invested in so burnley palace uh leeds for example is there any players from any of those sides that, that you might that you might consider that we haven't talked about oh yeah for sure i mean leeds rafinha no doubt um burnley uh wolf weghorst uh, yes, butchered that pronunciation. Um, I, th- <laughs> I, I think Wolf is a great option. Uh, I, I mean, not only is he a good long-term hold um, because of this plus three other fixtures to make up. Mm. Um, it seems like, from what I've been reading about, I, honestly, I don't think a lot of people have seen him play personally. I'm speaking, but um, from what I've been reading about and, and the little clips I've seen, he seems like a very decent Burnley type of, uh, you know, forward, uh, maybe an upgrade on Chris Wood. So I'd be very excited to see how he does. And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes into most of our teams at some point in the last part, part of the season. Yeah. Um, and Crystal Palace, again, their, their fixtures are so good um, moving forward. So Edward for sure is a, is a decent option, but I'm not sure I would invest in their, in their defense. No, I mean, let's have a quick look at Palace's sort of fixtures going forward. So, um, I mean, Palace have got Norwich, Brentford, then the double, and then into Burnley in 27, and then Wolves. 
So you're right, it is, it is a really nice thing. They're, they're top of the ticker, actually, in terms of the fixtures going on from, from 24. So Edouard is the obvious one, but also he only plays 60 minutes a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. He's fighting for a place alongside, you know, Zaha, Mateta, um, Benteke is obviously there as well. So I'm not I'm not entirely convinced on him, but his stats are so good. Let me let me show you this if I can find it. Um, so this is this is the table of of kind of um, Crystal Palace players, for example. So over this season, um, Edouard's now top in terms of minutes per xGI. 162.1, Benteke's next, 164. But if you look at that over the last four matches, Edouard is at 80.9 in terms of minutes per expected goal involvement. So he's basically getting you a return you know, every match, according to these stats. Mm. That's actually second out of all players over the last four matches. So Edouard is someone who I'm seeing creep into a lot of wildcard teams. And I think for pretty good reason, if you if these stats are kind of anything to go by, but the minutes are a concern, aren't they? Any any uh, would you consider Gallagher? Uh, but apparently Gallagher can't play against Chelsea, so it's like a single for him. Um, yeah, that that is, is that it? is the issue, right? Yeah, okay. I mean Gall- Gallagher was kind of, I mean Gallagher doesn't show up too well on on these kind of stats. Yeah, um, yeah. he's at three hundred and forty six minutes per xgi, which for someone who's kind of scored as many goals as as he has. Um, you know, you, you would kind of expect it to be higher. I think everyone was a bit worried when, when they were linked with Van der Beek because they thought maybe he would drop back into that deeper role, but obviously that didn't materialise. So I still think Gallagher's a good option going forward. It's just those those midfield spots are so precious. So precious. At the moment. Yeah. And I mean, Gallagher, and, and then like you say, with without having that Chelsea game, um, so I mean, it's Watford, so it's still, it's still a decent match for them. But I think personally, it's probably a... It's probably a no-go for me. I, I think it's probably Edouard from, from Palace or, or no one. Agreed, 100%. Yeah. Um, anyone else? I mean, I guess the like you talked about, the Denison King double-up has worked out now quite well for you. I'm, I'm guessing you won't be looking to move either of those on. Um, yeah. You're probably thinking about it before. I don't know about worked out well as uh, <laughs> it's just uh, I'm trying to be I'm trying to be optimistic and uh, yeah glass half full. <laughs> I mean we we can be optimistic, but they're gonna play Aston Villa and Crystal Palace, and I'm expecting a you know minus one minus one from uh, I guess just one minus one another red card from Dennis, and then probably a, a two and a two from King, so maybe a two and a one from King. So not very excited there, but. Um, the thing I would I would say is that if you do have the double up there, I, you know, don't look to personally, I, I say don't look to like move them on for Edward or, or look elsewhere because it's just a, you know, waste of a transfer when you already have double game lookers in your team. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, keep them firmly in there for 26 and hope for the best. And uh, yeah, and, and that's my kind of thing on the walk for boys, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting just looking at the fixtures. I mean, there's some sing- there's some teams with just a single game week that look pretty nice. I mean, Villa with Watford at home, for example. Um, and I think given that we're we're still considering, we're still you know, optimistic in the fact they're going to get Dublin 27 um, as well. So if you're not free hitting, I think Villa players are, are still a good buy, um, mm-hmm. even 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 just one game. I mean, Brighton have got Burnley. I think a lot of people are going to be buying Brighton players for that 25 match and it means like someone like Sanchez if you were thinking of bench boosting for example you can play Sanchez in 25 and then bench boost him with a decent home match against Burnley um, afterwards yep. uh, West Ham I mean West Ham have got Newcastle so people you know with Antonio with Bowen you're not probably going to want to sell those I, I wouldn't have thought 
Um, mm-hmm. I mean, like, for example, like, would you sell Antonio for Edward? You know, given that Edward's got Chelsea in one of those matches and, and Antonio's got that good game in Newcastle, I guess that's a decision to make. But yeah, it's, I don't know. What if you were wildcarding? If you were wildcarding, would you, would you keep, like, you'd keep Bowen, wouldn't you? You, you kind of have to, given the, the form he's in. But would you keep Antonio? No, I, I would not keep Antonio. No. On a wildcard, definitely not. Yeah, I, I think there's different ways to attack. Uh, you want to you want to maximize the short term of a wildcard, mm. in my opinion, right? Of course, we think about wildcard being a long-term play, but it really isn't because naturally in the sequence of events, it, with, within four or five game weeks, uh, a wildcard becomes... Uh, you know, kind of diluted and and not as effective anymore um, from, you know, just past experiences. So uh, if you're going to wildcard now, um, you need to be looking at how can I take a big, big advantage in 25 and 26, uh, especially. So uh, if you're a wildcarder now, I would even consider BB in 26 and try to, uh, you know, formulate a plan to maximize that double uh, bench boost and and yeah. uh, get ahead of the TCRs in in twenty six. I th- I think if if you're wildcarding in twenty five, you probably have to set yourself up for a bench boost because you're you're not going to have that opportunity again later down the line to set yourself up nicely. Which is why I'm not looking to wildcard recently. But I think if you're wildcarding this week and you're wildcarding twenty five, then I think you know you you could you could make a plan for for that bench boost. I think if you wildcard in twenty five and then use your triple captain. I don't know if you've got the full benefit of, of trying to maximize no, the points. I think it's your, a waste that way. Yeah, I for, agree with from, you. From your bench boost. Yeah. So what, what strikers would you get on a wild card then? Say you were say you're wild carding in twenty five. What three strikers would you get? I mean you'd go for Ronaldo, wouldn't you? Because he's got the double in twenty five. Um, yeah, I mean uh, uh to be honest, I haven't thought about it to that extent, but right off the bat, uh Ronaldo, um I'll I'll list some options, right? Ronaldo, Eduard, King. Um, uh, uh, Weghorst from Wolves. Who do they yep. play? Burnley um, and United, in, Liverpool. So maybe not. Um, yeah, not so sure the, about well, they that. Got, they got Liverpool in twenty five. I mean, you could bench him, I guess. Mm-hmm. You could bench him. Mm. Crystal Palace, Wolves. Um, maybe Watkins if they double in twenty seven. Uh, that's yep. an option there too, unless you're free hitting then. Um, so yeah, maybe Ronaldo, Edward, and then. Uh, one more, but definitely a cheaper option. I think DCL, there's some injury rumors from from what yep. I'm reading. Um, so not sure if I would go there. Um, and you have Bowen covered for West Ham. So uh, I think so, I'd yeah. probably I think I'd probably dodge the Watford attack, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean the yeah, you know the, the double the doubles Villa and Palace, which they're, they're not easy games. They're good, two mm-hmm. good defenses there. And they got United and Arsenal, so you know again if you're free hitting in 27, that's that's kind of it doesn't matter. But in 28, Arsenal are, are putting some of the best defensive numbers um, in the league at the moment. So I think I'd probably go for like Ronaldo, Edward, and I'd probably get Watkins, like you say. I think they're probably the three to to go for. Edward feels like a bit of fun, really. And then you know we've good fixtures to come, or you can kind of move him on. Um, that'd be the three I'd go for. Yeah, it's a shame with Calvert Lewin. I mean, there's no double for, for Calvert Lewin, but. I think we're all expecting kind of big things from him, um, you know, under under Lampard. Um, the other option, I mean, a lot of people are going for more cards is Broya of Southampton. Yeah, yeah. singles, I, great singles. Yeah, yeah, I guess this kind of kills him a bit as an option. I, I'd I'd rather pay a bit extra and get Veghorst. I think, like you say, at six five. Yeah, when it when it comes to guys like Broja, and I, I get the logic here, right? Um, he has good singles. He, you know, he looks like a very very promising player. Great, great, you know, finisher of the ball and. And definitely an upgrade on on King and Dennis, in my opinion. But uh, you know, it, he's still not a 
even though they're not amazing premium striker options, he's not a premium striker option, uh, if you know what I yeah. mean. So at that point in time, it, it's more of a comparison of how many fixtures do the other guys have. And you always pick the guy with two two fixtures over one. Um, and then Mopé is also a good shout because he does double in, in 25, but um, that's about it. That's the only thing you can really say about Mopé. I mean, he's been ticking along three assists in the last two, three games, but um, you know, how confident are you with Mopé, mm-hmm. uh, especially as, as a Brighton fan? Um, I'm sure you would say not that much. Yeah, I'm sure you know the answer to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The answer is, is not at all. Yeah. Um, a couple of questions from the chat. So um, we had a question from uh, Mohamed Bellu. What about Madison? So Leicester are right down the bottom of the of the ticker with no double game week um, and a blank in 27. They play Liverpool and Wolves, two very good defences. I think Madison's probably a sell, isn't he? He, he doesn't form any part of like my dream wild, or, 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 not even my dream wild card, my dream midfield sort of going forward for the next four or five weeks. Um, I mean, it's a good question. I think I, I see the logic because um, from 28, you want Madison in your team. I think he, he's going to become a popular option then. Mm. Uh, at least one Leicester guy in, in 28, which is why the, why the wild card in 28 is even more appealing because right now you have, you have to sell him. I mean, the midfield is precious. You need five solid midfielders and yep. um, you just have to get rid of him right now. Yep, no, I agree. Um, our final question then is from Darshan, who says, how do, how are you going to decide when to wildcard? Would you base it on a double game week or on a blank game week? It's a tricky question, isn't it? Because it's, like you say, it is very much dependent on, on your own side and, and how many you've got. Like we said, we, we've kind of got our Arsenal players in place and our Liverpool. So the wildcard isn't really a, a kind of consideration for us. But, you know, if you haven't got an easy route back into Salah and you haven't got any Arsenal players and you're looking to kind of make up some ground and, and really sort of go for this double game week, then I think the wild card either this week or next is is completely viable. I wouldn't base it around double game week, uh, against around blank game weeks. I wouldn't mm. have thought. I think more and more the the best option is 28 or 31 personally. Mm. Um, and so it's just a matter of uh, how the landscape might change then. By 28, we'll have a good idea of the 30s, I'm pretty sure. And um, you know, by 31, you'll have a better idea of the doubles, uh, in 33, 34, 36. So, um, you know, it's, there's no right answer really. Uh, it's just so many different ways you can go about it. And I, I just want to make a kind of, a, a like, I want to preach this right now as, um, while preach. we have, preach, um, Andy. while we have all these, uh, uh, great listeners in here is, Trust me, Sun is going to be great in game game week 26. Uh, no. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. So um, do not be afraid of that Man City um, away game. Um, yeah, apologies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's, uh, it's, Son, Son coming back is, I think, is, is great. I mean, and it's at a time when Kane's stats are, are really peaking. I mean, he's he's in the yep. form, he's, best form he's been in this season by a million miles, you know, climbing up the ranks. He's having, I think he's having the most regular shots per match over the last four of any player in the league. So we're starting to see those kind of stats back um, to where we expect. And I think, you know, the wild card is is a real option. If, if your team isn't particularly well set up for 26, there's lots of teams that you can target for that week. Yep. And, then you, and then you've got the free hit in 27 to fall back on. So you haven't even got to worry about 27 at all. So you look at Arsenal, for example, you can load up on their players. You could even get three if you want, mm-hmm. if you wanted you know, to, to target. Because it's, it's a good looking double for Arsenal. And then they've got Watford straight after. So... Yeah, I, I think if if you've got six or seven double gaming players in play like we've got, then I wouldn't do it. But I think if you've just got three or four, then I think the wild card is potentially quite a powerful tool to help you get ahead. Yeah, I mean, early thoughts, but perfectly summarized there. And 
Uh, yeah, dude, uh, not dude, but Arsenal in 26 <laughs> is fa- <laughs> Arsenal <Dude>. in 26 <laughs> is is fantastic. Uh, uh, as because I really think they they look better. I mean, they've been mm. in, in form and uh, Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard, a bunch of great options there, and and the defense as well. I, I if you don't mind, um, uh, let me see who it was. Um, somebody asked about, uh, the defense and Nori and Ben White, um, can't remember who it was, but I, I do want to kind of go back to that and ask for your help too, because if you look at my team, uh, if you don't mind going back to my team, mm-hmm. I basically need to bring in a defender this week. Um, there's just, I only have two. Um, so I know Livermento might be coming back. I, hopefully he does, then it might be a game changer for me, uh, because I do want to save two going into 25, but um, if he doesn't come back and he doesn't start, I do I do need to bring in a defender and very confused on where to go. Um, Digne was probably the go-to until this double game week was announced as. And, mm. um, you know, he does most likely have a double in 27, so it's still a viable option. Uh, I don't think I can go to Ben White or Tyranny because of the fact that they blank in 25. Um, so... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just in that peculiar situation where uh, by 25, I don't want to bring it. I probably want to bring in someone else, not a defender. So um, I need I need someone who's going to be playing, which leaves yeah. me with uh, the likes of Ait Nori, which I'm very fine with because, um, you know, he's a he's a such a good price that he'll give me more funds elsewhere to work with, although they play somebody strong and they play Arsenal. So it's so not the best there, but. Yeah, what do you think? Um, any suggestions? Yeah, interesting. I mean, Dean Dean is the obvious one. Um, looking at your team, I mean, you're you're gonna, I assume you're gonna keep Reese James now, right? Because yeah, if you're gonna free yeah. hit in 27. You've got sort of two fixtures. You've got a team without him this week anyway. And you can make a defensive move. So you've only got one blank really to contend mm. with. Then you've got James back for Palace and, and Burnley, when we think he's probably going to be back in the side. So Alonso to Dean looks looks pretty obvious. I like Aitnori. I think he's the kind of the budget option if you're looking at kind of four five point three. I think Veltman as well could be an option for you, but he hasn't got the game in, in twenty four. But he has got the, the double in twenty five and then goes into Burnley in twenty six and you know he's nailed, completely nailed, unlike Lamptey, which is a which is a shame. Um I wouldn't go for Ben White just given that you've already got Ramsdale in place and the defensive double up with Arsenal. I know they've been quite good, but yeah, I'm not too sure. The other option as well, like Stephen um Doty says is is regular and going for Ooh. Spurs. Going for a Spurs defender, given that they've got the double. Yeah, the, the chat is on fire right now. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, it's I just totally, is he fit? Yeah, I totally forgot about the uh, the Spurs boys, but ooh, that sounds interesting. Because if you if, if you wanted to be really boring, you could go for Eric Dyer. No, no thanks. Uh, I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather go for. I, I think Eric Dyer is a great footballer. I mean, people give him you know kind of a bad rep but he's a, he's a he's a marvelous footballer in my opinion and uh but he's not a good fpl option right um davis is a better fpl option um well sure. the, only, the only issue with davis is what happens with romero back i think oh, i think no, I, no, no. I think die is the only because it's, it's 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 gonna be i mean i don't know what's gonna happen i mean davis has been playing so well is he just gonna be ousted out of the team straight away for romero no no I, no. I, no, Davis Davis and Dyer are locks in that team. Um, so you think it's San- going to be Sanchez? But he's been yeah, playing yeah. the best football he's, he's played for Spurs. Well, I think it's a positional game. And, uh, you know, Conte needs a left-footed centre-back on that left side. And um, it's going to be Romero versus Sanchez for that right side. Uh, 
in my humble opinion. Um, of course, I could be wrong, but um, that's just what I think. I, I think Eric Dyer, not Eric Dyer, um, Ben Davis is, has been fa fantastic, and he supplements um, Regulon very, very well because Regulon is such an attacking left wing back that it lacks them defensive qualities. And, um, you know, Ben Davis is just like one of those guys that doesn't, you know, excel in one thing, but is overall a good defender and they kind of complement them, uh, themselves very well. So I, I I've seen some great signs, uh, with them as a combination on the left side. So I don't think, uh, Ben Davis gets dropped, um, in my no. opinion. What about Emerson? Hmm. Emerson is, uh, he's he's still young he's 22 um you know he's still still got a lot of developing ahead um you know he's got that barcelona in in, in his name tag and uh he he's obviously a good footballer but he's a long ways away from becoming a solidified starting you know undisputable starter in that uh, in that spurs team they just lack options right now uh, which is why the Traore deal that fell through is super yeah. super disheartening because i think triority would have found a sort of a newfound amazing role in, on that right side under conte which is unfortunate yeah i mean because this is the problem with the spurs defense i mean you look at the fixture southampton wolves then a double and then leeds and everton you know mm. conte's improves them a lot offensively but also a lot defensively as well he's got players like this is why i think it'd be a shame if sanchez did drop out because i think he's He's finally starting to show on, on some of his promise that, that we've seen mm. from in the past. He's, he's playing really well at the moment. It's just, who do you go for? Do you go for one of those wing backs? But there's no real certainty they're going to start. Regulon's been done a disappearing act on us for the last few weeks. We think he's got a bit of a niggle, but should hopefully be back. Emerson yeah. is, you know, can't cross. <laughs> and is, awful, you know, awful. Yeah. Awful cross with the ball. There's talks that, yeah. you know, Lucas Moura could end up filling back in, in the right wing back slot yeah. and that would mean you know Kulovsky comes in when you when you're thinking of playing Lucas Moura right wing back you know there's probably a, a massive glaring hole there yeah. so then you're that's looking at the events sorry you, that's a that's a great question to ask because um you know I'm going on Spurs here obviously um because it's Sun's team but um I was very surprised Lucas Moura wasn't experimented on that right side because mm. he's a solid he's a solid defender um but this is why this this is my logic here on why Lucas Moura cannot play on the right um is yes, Emerson is also very attacking and, and not the best defender, but uh, because you're so you know heavily invested on attacking through the left on, on Spurs, he needs to find some balance. You know, he needs to find he can't just have Regulon plus Lucas Lucas Moura on on both wings and and continuously attack because Lucas Moura naturally is going to you know want the ball, want to keep mm. getting forward. Um, so I find it difficult for him to actually find a spot on the uh, on the right side and. You know, the backup to Regulon is who? Sessegnon, who's also a very, very attacking type of player. And if anything, a, a left winger over a left wing, uh, left wing back. So um, so I just don't see him, you know, making that his position his own. So, you know, the chat is also mentioning, uh, uh, I can't pronounce his name, Kulovsky. Um, and from my research on Kulovsky, he's, he's going to be a backup to Lucas Mora. You know, people are, uh, you know, saying he's, he's, uh, you know, for Juventus, 40 million price tag, very expensive, and he's great, but he's super slow um, for a attacker, for a winger. He's going to struggle to fit into the fast-paced, high-tempo Premier League, in my opinion. And um, if anything, I can see Benton Kaur, uh, you know, kind of uh, get into the team a little bit easier than Kulovsky. So uh, definitely Kulovsky's uh, a wait and watch because um, I think he's going to be a backup to the right side for Lucas Moura. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a kind of ten that, that drifts out to the right, 
Um, I mm. also can't pronounce his name. Um, and mm. I know there'll be some Swedish people watching this, so I'm not even going to bother trying. Um, <laughs> but we, we know Kulu, we just call him Kulu. That's, that's what Kulu, that's, yeah. that's his name. Um, so yeah, I, I, so, wonder, I wonder how Conte is going to use him because, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know where, where he's really going to play. Is he going to play like, he's not going to play as a 10 because that's not the system that, that Conte uses. So you've got to think he's going to be competing with, with Mora, but then Mora's a Conte favourite. So he's, yep, it's unlikely yep. he's going to replace him unless we do see more removing back to right wing back and, and Kulu taking that, that right wing spot, which would be interesting. <laughs> I don't know yeah, if it's going to happen, know. but you never know. No. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, look, I, the chat is saying I'm, uh, you know, Kulovsky is better than more. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, right now in this, you know, current scenario, Kulovsky is very young. He can still develop to become a bona fide star in the Premier League. He can, you know, obviously go, you know, great, great lengths and become a great player. But right now in the current climate, uh, Lucas Moore is almost undroppable um, in, in that team. And it'll be very tough to uh, to see him play on the right side. So I, I don't see a place for Kulovsky right now um, is what I'm, what I'm trying I, I, to say. I, abs- I absolutely wouldn't be buying either of them. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've never I've never rated Lucas Moore as an FPL option anyway, yeah. but I can see why managers like him because he's got great work rate. Um, you know, he gives you gives his all. And that's, you know, that's a lot of what... what Conte wants his, his players to be kind of workhorses. I think there's going to mm. be minutes shared there. I mean, at six million though, Kulu is—he yeah. yeah. has real potential to have an impact on our season if he could nail down that start. But it's boring to say. But you, you just—you've just got to wait and see how he, yeah. how he uses him. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. I think we'll call it there. Forty-five minutes done. Really interesting discussion. I, I love talking to you about football. You've got so much knowledge in that brain of yours. We like to uh, get it out when we can. <laughs> um, Appreciate yeah, thank it. you so much for joining me, Andy. Um, your burning questions came out the other day, but a lot of that information is outdated, just like it always is whenever the <laughs> bloody double game. I mean, I did a whole two-hour pod on Black Box yesterday, and that's all pretty much in the bin now as well. So oh, no. that's kind of that's kind of how it goes. It's a fast-moving um, climate at the moment. Um, but you'll be yeah. back next week, I believe, with a, yep. another BQ with, with Pras. Um, yep. I'm on holiday. So I won't be around. Uh, but yeah, if you enjoy uh, listening to Andy and Pras, then make sure you subscribe to the channel. Uh, like this video as well. We really appreciate it. And we will see you.